I was trying. I was trying to clean up my wounds from all the beating I took because I used appropriate term. At any rate, hey, it's it's great that you're with us. Um, I wanted to cover things because, of course, the, the legislative session starts next uh, next week. It's a big, big session. There's a lot of things on the table. I know you have things on your plate. And I think of your job as the majority uh, leader, on the, the floor leader on the Senate, as being essentially herding cats, especially with some of the divisions within the party. Do you see any improvement in that this session? <laughs> um, well, maybe. I mean, you know, it's an election year, and several of the senators are running for other positions, statewide positions, so that adds another dynamic, and so you have to be mindful of some of the legislation they've sponsored and, you know, what they might use that for. I mean, maybe they they actually do want to achieve something with it, or maybe they just want it as a talking point to get free press. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, which then leads to dissension with the rest of the Senate as they are trying to get done things that they feel are important. So I guess, I guess we'll see. Believe me, it, it occupies a lot of my thinking. And, you know, we were talking off air and I will say it on air. I don't know. I don't know of an elected official that I know that does their homework like Senator Cindy O'Loughlin. I mean, I, I and I can speak from the, the, the health care realm. I know you talk to me and other people about rural health care. Um, when I was in a leadership position there, you I remembered you were going to go over to Cerner and talk to them about you know medical records and electronics and this. You really do your homework. Are you able to do as much of that um, and still be the, major, the, 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 the floor leader? Well... You know, what I try to do, I mean, we we have to find a way to maintain the freedoms that we currently have. And how that relates to the question you just asked is sometimes people sponsor things that, you know, while well-intentioned, take away those freedoms and give them to the government. And the government never makes decisions that are better for you than you would have made. And so it's important for me to understand, you know, what each of the senator's priorities are, how is that going to affect the general public? And in my case, I always look at how does this affect the average working individual? Because I think the average middle-class working individual is really taking it on the chin. And, um, I don't want to be a part of that, but I do want to work with each of the senators and try to find a good path for good solutions. So it's pretty complicated, but I spend a lot of time reading legislation, thinking about what the effect of it will be. You know, how do we get something done that is actually good for people? And sometimes the answer to that is do nothing. Yeah, well, so... Beyond just the tension within the Senate, there's also a tension between the Senate and the House. And the House often, you know, when we have House members on, we often say, you know, what are we going to do about this? And they said, well, we did it. It went to the Senate and it died. And so, you know, you also have to balance that. And I see um, there's a redistricting case going on, it looks like. And I guess the HRCC, so, uh, you know, the campaign arm and the and the Senate uh, version 
took two opposing views in this case and are on different sides of the issue. Mm. And so that's not going to set anything up. But can you talk a little bit about your, you know, how you as a leader in the Senate are going to try to forge that relationship uh, going forward? Well, I mean, as you just alluded to, the House Republican Campaign Committee decided to file a brief that's basically supporting a position of an attorney who who represented clean Missouri, which is, of course, the exact opposite of what the Republican caucus would want to see implemented. And we did manage to beat that. But the question is, why would the Republican campaign committee take a position on a dispute over the Senate map? And... You know, none of the answers that I come up with are very good ones. <laughs> so, um, you know, that has created a little bit more conflict, and there's some drama on both sides of the both sides of the building. I mean, there's no disputing that. So, my solution to that is to just sit down with people, talk with them, be honest with them. You know, if I give you my word about what I'm going to do, then I'm going to do it. And I expect that in return. And, you know, when that happens, things go along fairly well. And when it doesn't happen, then, you know, I I confront a person about it and, and talk about it. I mean, our word is really all we have. So um, it's too bad we can't take the politics out of politicians, but we're elected to do something good for the people of the state and that requires serious thought and in in my opinion it requires honesty and integrity senator cindy o'laughlin the majority leader of the missouri senate joins us on wake up mid missouri randy thank you so much uh, oh, there i am randy thank you so much uh, senator we appreciate you joining us live i think it is very important to note to remind everyone, Republicans have a Republican governor right now in the governor's mansion. They have super majorities, super majorities. I'm, and I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to the audience. I don't think this re- really gets reported much in both chambers. Uh, 2410 in your chamber and a super majority of a 101, 11 to 51 in the in the House. So quite frankly, if they've got their, you know, got united, they could pra- practically pass anything that, that they want. But they have not been able to do that. One bill that definitely grabs my attention, Senator, and I guarantee you it's going to get some attention uh, this session, probably early on. Your colleague, Senator Denny Hoskins, Republican from Warrensburg, has filed a bill dealing with video lottery terminals, VLTs. If people know if they've been in gas stations, probably seen these slot machines. This bill would issue licenses to video lottery game manufacturers, retailers, and uh, they could put them in in truck stops. They could put them in veterans organizations, fraternal organizations, and in business entities licensed to sell liquor by the drink. I'm looking at straight straight off his bill. Um, He's battled with some of the members. He and Cable Rowden have been very clear they they don't see eye to eye on this bill. What do you see happening on that bill? And if you had a chance to talk to him about um, your thoughts on that bill? Well, we ta- we've talked about it at great length in, you know, past sessions. And the video lottery terminal issue is something that I doubt seriously gets resolved this session. And, and I 
when you talk about the supermajorities and the fact that if everybody would become united, that you know we could pass anything we wanted, that of course is true. But the reality is, unless people are willing to compromise somewhat, you will not get 18 votes on the Senate side. Mm. So, you know, if you take 24 people and you sit them down in a room and you say, um, you know, we're going to solve this problem over here. What What is your solution? You're going to come up with 24 slightly differing versions. And so you have to have people who are willing to say, okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about what's the goal we're trying to reach and where can we come together for the common good. And that is where you sometimes run off the rail. Yeah. And um, I- uh, we we have some people in the Senate who are, who are totally unwilling to accept 90% of what they would like to accomplish, which, you know, kind of works with everyone else there. They want 100%. And, and if you think about it, they can go home and say, you know, I had this bill and I had the perfect answer, but I couldn't get the rest of the people to go along with me. And so then that's where the term rhino starts flying through the air or, you know, status quo or establishment. And I just like that because it really, it takes away from sitting down and seriously considering what are the differences in what you're trying to do and how do you how do you manage to come together to get it done? And, and Senator, I just want to follow up on that very quickly uh, about the point about the 24 to 10 and, and really appreciate your perspective because I sense some frustration with some of the members of your own caucus from, from your comments. But I, I bring that up in that I was there as a reporter in 1996 and the Democrats were in control and they didn't have super majorities. They were let's say 90 to whatever it was it was is probably a 20 to 25 seat majority at that time but there were so many there were hundreds of bills governor carnahan signed hundreds of bills and a lot of them people forget were republican bills that he signed now and i know things have changed you might have let's say and i know these are omnibus bills had a lot of things in them but you might have 40 or 50 bills you just don't see the the passage of things that you used to see before and and you know that I think, um, you know, sometimes people listen into what's going on on the Senate floor, and the comments that I've gotten are, "What are you all doing?" <laughs> I mean, if they're listening, <laughs> we've heard that. We hear that loud and clear. It gets texted to us and called in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, they're frustrated, and it's it's difficult to explain to people. But I think I would put it like this. When you have a supermajority, it seems to me that people, in order to try to differentiate themselves from the group or to be able to claim the mantle of the most conservative, which, you know, when you think about it, anybody could define that almost any way they wanted, they they will go to the extreme and refuse to bend even a little and so ultimately what happens is you get nothing because you know there's a reason that people say that that being a senator in missouri is one of the most powerful positions you can have and really not in a good way but the power comes from being able to kill anything Mm, that you want to and so i feel you know the incentive sometimes for people to try to negotiate something or compromise on something just goes out the window. 
especially if they are people who are concentrating on moving to the next level. Yeah. You know, they, they sacrifice doing the job they're supposed to be doing right now because they're thinking about what they can do to get to the next level. At the, and I, I, don't, I don't like that. At, at the risk of, um, of referring to something we talked about earlier, you'll find this interesting, Senator. I think what you're talking about is humility. And I was just talking about, I don't know how we got into it, but we were talking earlier about what is it that keeps judges who, you know, they're in black robes and they have such authority over people and they, everyone stands up. What, what, what keeps people in positions of power pinching themselves to remind themselves that they're human beings and to just, just tone down what people are saying about them and stop believing it so much? Maybe that would be well informed for some of our other senators to hear. Is that maybe concordant with what you're saying? Well, it is important, and, you know, one of the reasons that I spend so much time talking with regular people, and we're we're all regular people, but we're in sort of a yeah. special position for, you know, a limited amount of time, but when you talk to the average individual and you see what the effect could be if something was passed, how it's going to affect their life, you know, it brings you back in touch with reality. And if you're not in touch with regular working people, and the only people you talk to are either, you know, other politicians or someone within that little bubble, you pretty soon start to lose reality. Yeah. I mean, I think you you can see that at the federal level every day. Yep. And it's important you actually talk to the people that you're affecting with the things you're trying to do. And when you do that, it brings you back to, oh, okay, you know, I, I'm one of these people, too. Right. And it won't be long, and I'll be right there with them. Well, that's, <laughs> so. what, that's what makes you a great leader and a great individual and uh, a person of high integrity. I'm confident that um, despite the heavy lifting that you have to do, it'll be a great session. And we thank you for taking on that very daunting role and for being with us. Hope you'll check with us from time to time during the session, Senator. I will. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thank you very, very much, and good luck next week. Senator Cindy O'Loughlin joins us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. A lot said there. We'll be back in just a little bit with leftovers. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri 